All right, here's another Nerding Daily. This episode is a little special. We're covering movies we've already seen, but maybe we haven't watched this movie since it came out, or maybe we just, for whatever reason, didn't like it the first time. So we're going to go over a couple movies that we've rewatched, and we're going to give our opinions on it. Uh, I don't know if we want to do one at a time each, or you guys just want to go over your lists. Let's do one at a time. That's one at a point. time? Okay, that works. Yeah. So who, who would like to start? I'll start, because this is something I, I brought up to James. Like, uh, every now and then I'll pull out a movie that I watched 20 years, something where I watched as a kid. Uh, I tried to watch, you know, movies that were classics as a kid, and you just don't get the same, you know, feel of it. Uh, so an example is, like, um, is The Conversation. You ever hear of that, Gene Hackman? Yeah, uh, Francis yeah. Ford Coppola. When I watched Love that, that movie, see, when I saw it as a, like a teenager, I thought it was terrible. Like I, I, I was so bored with it. I'm like, this was just like I thought it was really, really bad. And I forget why I gave it another shot. Um, I'm, I'm really like Gene Hackman a lot. I know Harrison Ford's got a bit part in it. Robert Duvall's got a small part in it. This was Harrison Ford pre Star Wars or right after the first Star Wars. So it's like kind of a you know small role. But I did give it another shot. This was uh, this was actually a couple years ago that I rewatched it and loved it. Like it's a great movie. Um, and so um, I guess another example. I I just do two real quick just to give kind of an idea. We actually covered this uh, two years ago. We did a show on the original Blade Runner in yep. preparation for the second one. And when I first saw that, I didn't like it. I watched it again. About 10 years later, and I liked it, but I wasn't crazy about it. But then when we rewatched it for our show, I liked it a lot more. Um, so those are just examples, and I'll, I'll let you guys take a, a turn now, now that we kind of explained what the show is. Well, I got to just poke in about the conversation here, because that's one of those movies that uh, it's, it's so adult yeah. that I don't think you can really appreciate it until you're at a certain age for it. And for me, the first time I saw it, it was I was going through the Godfather trilogy like completely for the first time. Mm -hmm. And that was a good chaser in between Godfather two and three for me. Yeah. And and yeah, they're all Francis Ford Coppola movies, but it also has uh, John Cazale. Yeah. uh, who was in The Godfather as well. He was only in five movies, and four of them, I believe, were nominated for Academy Awards. Not his. Yeah. Dog Day Afternoon was one of the other ones. Yeah, he was great. And uh, Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter was his last. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of got on this binge with him, and I saw the conversation. I was like, oh, it's Gene Hackman. It's this guy. It's Harrison Ford. But, I mean, it's really well done. It's excellent. It's, It's great, and I think it still stands up, especially... Uh, you know, with privacy concerns today. Oh man! Uh, yeah. Enemy the enemy of the state is kind of a spiritual successor and takes it right. a step further. But I think that's a little bit sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. more fun and more. Yeah, not as serious. It doesn't yeah. capture the paranoia that conversation does. You know, nineteen well, seventies like... Francis Ford Coppola was amazing. Yes, uh, well, I... you can throw Apocalypse Now in there. He was just the boss of a director. Absolutely. Yeah. It kind of, I think the conversation kind of reminds me of The Circle. Did you guys see that? With like, Emma Watson and Tom Hanks? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I would say not near. I'd say The Circle reminds me of the conversation. There you go. I'm sorry. And, not, and I wasn't That's crazy about this. It, it, was, it was okay. Me either, but it was in the spirit of that. Yes. Where they push it too far. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that that makes me kind of want to see it, but then, yeah, I saw the reviews. I'm like, eh. No, you don't want to see it. And I'm really bored <laughs> one day, maybe, but Wait. there's so many other things to watch. Nah, don't, yeah. don't do that. Don't waste your time. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, and uh, Gene Hackman's great, and the whole the whole end when he just you know goes real crazy and just takes apart his apartment and just starts playing saxophone and like oh I just, I just <laughs> yes. love it, I just love it. Anytime there's a saxophone, you that's guys awesome. know I like it. <laughs> it's funny though you brought up Godfather because that's another one for me. Like when I watched that as a kid, I remember watching Godfather two, which is like three four hours long, and I watched it, um, you know. In the early morning hours, like, you know, midnight to three or something like that as a teenager. And I wasn't thrilled with it because <laughs> it's just super <laughs> slow. Uh, but I rewatched those a couple years ago. Yeah, they're solid. All right. Cool. So I'll, I'll start so, with one of my adult movies that I saw like a long time ago when I was like in, adult like in movie? high school. You know, like you guys are talking about, more adult, not porn. Oh, my. There you go. Oh, my. But anyway. Mature. Um, one of them, one of them that, you know, a lot of our my friends were into was like 1984, you know, because, you know, that that's like a conspiracy theorist type movie to like. And I remember mm-hmm. watching it and just being like, why do you like this? This this isn't that great at all. You know, like, so I rewatched it again um, and Jackie watched it with me and Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, it's pretty. There's a lot of nudity, in it, so it is an adult movie. <laughs> and I don't remember there being that much nudity in it the first time. I don't know if I saw it on TBS or what. But uh, right. James, you were watching the porn parody. Oh no, no. But uh, this one was. It was pretty boring. I mean, it still was pretty boring. The message I get, you know, I get the whole. I'm. I'm. I, I haven't read the book, so I'm wondering, of course, if if it's the usual and the, the book is better so now i'm curious in reading the books i think i'm gonna do that next but the movie was still boring just say it ah. yeah. i never saw it. i did um i did read the book last year yeah for the first time, you know just because of all the hype um and it's not an uplifting story whatsoever nope. uh but it is i thought it was really good okay. um especially for the time period it was written um because it wasn't written in the 80s it was written what in the 50s or something yeah i think Um, it was written in the 40s or 50s yeah yeah um and it's it's super uh timely like even today which is just insane um right so yeah i thought the book was was good uh i wouldn't say you know one of the best i've ever written read but it was good okay so i'll give the book a try i've never seen it honestly the book I know is like a classic, literary classic, and everything. But the movie that and Logan's Run I've actually never seen. Eh, huh. I watched Logan's Run. I, the premise is neat. Um, my parents really liked it, and so I remember watching it as a kid. And maybe it's one of those that if I watch nowadays, I might like it more. But it's just it's one of these like '70s sci-fi that just doesn't hold up as well, and uh, from my memory, um, the Island Michael Bay movie with. Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. That That's kind of like a modern day uh, Logan's run. And I remember liking that one. Now, I, I haven't watched that in 10 plus years, but that was was more enjoyable. I remember liking it when it came out to the, the island. I remember liking that. Not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I was not a fan. I thought you were a huge Michael Bay fan. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Everything he's done except for no. I have six movies on my list. Four of them actually got better after multiple viewings, and two of them much worse. Oh no. <laughs> uh, but the main one, or one of the main ones that got better was Eraserhead. Oh really? It's a tough movie to watch. I remember hating that. Regardless <laughs> of how many times you've seen it, but and I mean, the first time that I watched it, I just wanted to get some context as <laughs> to like, is this supposed to be like, you know, what is this supposed to symbolize? What is this supposed to be about? After after you've seen the movie, like you still don't know what the heck it's about. So wow. I watched an interview that was super obnoxious. David Lynch just black and white sitting on his couch back in my college days i don't care can you talk about the movie and he he said like it's basically just representative of my college days I'm like, that makes no sense and i shut off the dvd and i went about my business yeah uh, oh wow last year i watched it again and it is better but you have to have the expectation that it's just weird for weird's sake. Yeah. There you, go. you have certain symbolism to a degree, but a lot of it, you can just tell it was a first-time director trying to get his views into a movie. Yeah. And I do respect him for, I mean, it took him like five years to actually get it shot because he kept losing funding and going back to school and all this other stuff. So I do respect him for that. I do respect him as a director. It's just, it's still like the least baked of his movies. Mm. And so it's still a tough watch for me, but I, I do like it a little bit more now. I do respect it more. Yeah. But I know what I'm getting into. That's yeah, I, uh, I'm not crazy about David Lynch, but there's certain, there's certain directors that like, if you know what they're like, like it's going, like if this is going to be a David Lynch film, like you can expect certain things. Um, or like Terrence Malick or whatever, like you're going to expect great cinematography, terrible dialogue and kind of slow, but interesting, at least in my opinion. Yeah. So it's just when you go into it, knowing that you can kind of prepare yourself a bit more. I mean, I still think the best thing that he's done is twin peaks and that's like the most grounded kind of, of, uh, any project he's done. <laughs> yeah. Other than, uh, what was it? The straight story where it's a grandpa that yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that rides a lawnmower across the United States. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no interest in seeing that, but it's just weird that he took on something so general. Right. But that's me. I just recently kind of getting prepped for Tenet, which I just cannot wait to get back in the movie theaters. Me too, it's just man. driving me. Oh. Uh, I was just out this outdoor um, mall area kind of like um uptown in albuquerque and mm -hmm. uh, this is not far from my house and they have a movie theater there too and we were walking around and i just was looking at the movie theater longingly you know just reaching out please <laughs> open up um but uh yeah so i i rewatched a couple nolan films i watched um inception which i've seen a bunch but it's been a while i saw it like three or four times not long after it came out haven't watched it a while since then it it wasn't that was always my favorite Nolan. And I think now I watch it and I'm like, I'm almost remembering how I felt the first time I watched it. Like I think each viewing it's still great, but it's, it's like 
it loses that effect. It's that that's a movie that the first time you see it, it just grabs you. Another one, rewatch Memento, and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's another one. And I actually only watched that once, um, so that was kind of fun watching that again. And then I rewatched Insomnia. I had watched Insomnia on theaters, and that was only his what third movie. Um, so he wasn't really full on Nolan, you know, all of the fans and everything, because Batman hadn't come around. And he didn't write Insomnia. Um, it's the only one he didn't write. Um, and I remember thinking it was all right. Uh, but giving it a rewatch and seeing his style, and there's some really cool stuff in that movie. This this whole like scene in the fog where he can't see. and um, I liked it much more this time. So that was the only one that really changed. Wow. Cool. All good movies. All good movies. Solid, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I didn't watch all good movies, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> My kids and I have been watching the Alien series all summer. You know, the different uh, aliens. Yeah. Except for Covenant and except for Alien Resurrection. And then I thought, well, I haven't seen Alien Resurrection since it came out. Yeah. Is it really Why? as bad? Is yeah. it really as bad as I remember? And yes, it is. In fact, it was much worse than I remembered. The end is just terrible. When I, when I put it on in that first scene that it doesn't even feel like an alien movie at all like the openings like the whole thing doesn't feel until the aliens actually show up it doesn't feel like you're watching an alien movie it feels like you're watching some cheap cw like yeah. sci-fi film yeah it's, it's a bit goofy weird. it's a bit cheesy yeah uh, the end is just ridiculously <laughs> oh, terrible it's got parts that are cool. I, I really like the right. underwater scene. That underwater scene is yeah. good. No, absolutely. And the and the robot reveals pretty good too. You know, that's yeah. that's good. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, but there. Yeah, but the majority of the flick is just bad. It's <laughs> so. Yeah. Bad. That's a rough one. I'll it even rewatch is. Alien Three multiple times before I rewatch Alien Resurrection. Yeah, I, and I, I went through that a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, it's 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 rough. I forgot about it honestly. Until I saw it was on there, like on Xfinity, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I haven't seen that since it came out." Kind of pushed that out, my blocked it out of yeah, my memory. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's written by Joss Whedon. Yep, and you can you and but it was before he was you know well known, right. and it's got some of his cheese in it. But it apparently he 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 can't stand it because it's not what he wanted. Oh um, yeah, I heard and that. The, dire- the director went on and made Amelie afterwards. That's like, so a couple years. That's which is crazy. crazy. That's a masterpiece. (laughs) Yeah, and some of some of the goofiness in Alien Resurrection, he uses some of that in Amelie, but in Amelie it fits. Yes, you know, like the pig lamp or whatever comes to life, and there's just like some of that weird stuff. Right, but in Alien, it just doesn't work. No, Amelie allows for playfulness. Alien Resurrection did not. There's no yeah. playfulness in that in that there's there's barely any jokes in that series, <laughs> let, let alone any room for any kind of playfulness. Yeah. Well, and don't get me wrong. Was it PG-13? I think it was. Was Resurrection PG-13? I think there's. Or was only... it just Alien versus Predator? Oh, I don't know. I I only remember like one F word in that one, so it could have been PG-13. I just remember Dan Hadaya like holding his brain and looking at it. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's so, that was so dumb. Like, I know. Brain. I know. Um, uh, let's see. Alien Resurrection is R. Oh, it is R. Oh. Okay. It doesn't feel R. Yeah, what a cool name. weird, like, baby creature alien that looks to Sigourney Weaver like a mom. And, like, that's just... 
Weird. Well, in the beginning with the bug that he smashes on the computer screen. Yeah. Know, that just, he's that supposed to think it's just, alien. Well, they're, we're, well, I mean, they're trying to play into the fact um, the guy who wrote it and came up with it based it on his fascination of parasites and insects, but they don't really, they don't need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need that. Stupid. Right. They could have delved into that, stuff. but none of that was handled very well. No. Sigourney Weaver is so great in a lot of things. She is. And I understand why you keep wanting to bring her back. But it's just, you're stretching the story. Like, don't keep bringing her back. <laughs> well, and the kids... It's, it's yeah. money. It's money. Yep. The kids were just completely freaked out with the human-alien hybrid. You know? Oh, so They're st- like, why is he white, Dad? The design it's is weird. so ugly. Like, But why? Why white? He looks terrible white. <laughs> It's goofy. And I was thinking not scary. Like, yeah, like it's looking, oh. looking at it's kind of looking at Sigourney like mama, you know? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> Which is you pulled off in our Alien Covenant post. You, your drawing was the mama, <laughs> yeah. like, like hold you, just like this. Oh, uh, hold, yeah, hold, hold you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I did do that. That that was pretty bad. I forgot. Oh, oh well. <laughs> What other movies, guys? What other movies? James, why did you have to remind me of that movie? <laughs> I'm so I sorry. I always torture you with my movie watching. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, you always find a way. Sorry, you always Robert. find a way. Um, I'm going to do a twofer because okay. um, this is still on my side of better with multiple viewings. Um, there are two Coen Brothers movies, Burn After Eating and No Country for Old Men. And Ooh. the reason why, I did like them at first, but I do like them better now. Both of those movies have an unexpected death. Oh. And uh, especially Burn After Reading, it took me out of the experience. Like, I was like, why do I even care about what's happening after this? Mm. Well, who's, who's death? Brad Pitt? Mm-hmm. Mm. His death was hilarious, though. <laughs> it was. It was such a shock. I was like, what are... They're just going to scrub his identity and nobody's going to go <laughs> looking for him. Like, poor guy. That's awful. And uh, No Country for Old Men, Josh Brolin's character. Oh, yeah. You That's don't even see it happen. You just you, you see him dead on the ground. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's once again, you know, you're setting the expectations that anything can happen in these worlds. Yeah. doesn't matter if it's protagonist. It, usually the antagonist will get away, as far as we know. Right. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not shocked by those deaths anymore, and right. so I can kind of I'm free to enjoy the movies for what they are instead. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen Burn After Reading once, and I liked it. The first time I saw No Country for Old Men, like it's so shocking with Brolin's character because as you said, you don't even see it happen, and right. he's like the main character. You think yeah. he isn't? Oh right. And then just the way it ends too, with Tommy Lee Jones telling this dream that you don't really understand, and then boom, just credits, and it's just like what. So that was the first time I saw it. When I watched it again a couple years later, um, I liked it a lot more. Um, I liked it the first time, but I liked it even more. Um, uh, it's it's a good film. I love how the use of either no or very little music in No Country for Old Men. And yes. yet, yeah. so intense. It makes it more tense for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But like Burn After Reading, you know, is supposed to be like the quirky because they always, you know, they always have like a, a quirky movie followed by a dark movie followed by a quirky movie. Usually that's how the Coen yeah. did it um, back then. And No Country Old Men was right before Burn After Reading. And so Burn After Reading, I was like, okay, this one is going to be silly. I'm going to, you know, 
I'm going to enjoy these characters. I'm going to have fun watching it. And then Brad Pitt gets shot in the freaking face. It's just right. crazy. And so. his face looks fresh. It is so yeah. funny. It's great in that movie. The whole cast the old, is good. Big old grin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That made me love John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. He's so oh, yeah. angry. Part of the reading's a dark movie. I mean, it's funny, but it's real dark. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that, really. Right. Um, this is one I haven't rewatched recently, but it's one where the first time I saw it, I was thought it was okay, but I didn't get the you know the why people love it. But I watched it again and gave it a second chance and liked it a lot more. And that's uh, the professional, or another name for it is Leon. Oh it's right, Luc Besson film. Um, yeah, I mean the the whole it's, it is admittedly weird the relationship between Jean Reno and Natalie Portman. Yeah, um, it's very uncomfortable for sure. It is uncomfortable. Um, but man, it's a good film. And but he's a gentleman yeah. about it, I think, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. And John Rowe's good. Natalie Portman, just even at what thirteen or fourteen, she's phenomenal. Amazing. In that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Gary Oldman's such a great actor. He's yeah, so chameleon like. He's such a great villain in that. Um, yeah, that's a fun one. That first time just wasn't crazy about it. Saw it later on, like, yeah, this is yeah, a good when, movie. <laughs> when you get when you get past up past the uh, dress up charades, you know, once you're acc- uh, acclimated birth, to that, to present, like that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> then then it's like an okay movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's like a yeah. dad. You're like, oh god, that's terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. man, are you guys ready for mine? Yeah, this one. Yeah. This, this one. Okay, this one I loved as a kid. And this is like one I hate now. <laughs> I'm like, how did I like this? Ready? Willow. Yeah. Oh. I liked it when I was a kid for some reason. How did I Why? like this? I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't even, know. We watched it a couple times as a kid. Yeah. And even then I thought it was cheesy. I mean, I never thought it was like, I, I don't know that when I was a kid I, that I really knew cheesy too much because I was kind of like. Kind of nerdy. I like the whole sci-fi thing and like, yeah, you know, magic. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it's all that we had, you know. So there was no, there wasn't like a lot of that going around. And uh, I, I liked the scene where they turned into pigs. You know, I thought that was cool because back then it looked pretty decent. It does not look good. It does not look decent. <laughs> and I hear they're remaking this kid. movie, and I'm like, oh no. Remake I remember it. as a kid, I liked, I liked the, you know, Warwick Davis. And I liked Val yeah. Kilmer. Um, the, what do they call them? They call them brownies? The little sprite thing? I think they are brownies, yes. They call them brownies. <laughs> and like Kevin Pollock is one of those. Yeah. And they're super annoying. They are. That's, that's directed by Ron Howard. Oh, I know. I saw like, that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like, know. It, it's just. I don't know if I can watch that again. It was hard. Like even the kids, <laughs> the kids left. Like, like halfway through, <laughs> I'm like looking over at the couch and there's like no one in here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they snug out. I can't believe this. The only time they've done that is Narnia. <laughs> and actually use it as a threat. If you guys aren't good, you're going to watch Narnia. And they're like, no. This will happen in like Target, you know? And people are like, what? He makes these kids watch Narnia as a punishment. It's hilarious. Oh, man. So funny. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. So that Willow. Was Willow. I don't know what I was thinking. I guess I was just going back to childhood. <laughs> I don't know why I'm the more positive one here and doing the <laughs> my my part of the list that's better with multiple viewings. Yeah. 
But you're just making me miserable, James. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's so awful. I was content with forgetting Willow for the rest of my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'll be honest, the rest that are on here, like I think you'll be okay with. <laughs> I did the because I'm about to switch it up. Worst. I'm on the last on my list of oh. better with multiple viewings. Okay, let me hear it. And this one, you know the story, James. Kathy watched this freaking movie five times <laughs> in one day, oh, no. and I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> Harry Potter and Sorcerer's yeah. Stone. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I rewatched it yesterday. Oh boy! And it's actually pretty good for a kids' movie. It really doubles down on the "you're special, you're destined for greatness, you're this miracle child, Harry Potter," which is too much for my liking. But for kids, I get it. Right. Yeah. They want kids to feel special, like yep. Harry Potter. But yeah, actually, no major qualms. It was it was you know almost three hours, which is pretty tough for a kids' movie. But yeah, that's long. Uh, other than that, the only part that I thought was like a, li- a step too far in the, oh my gosh, Harry Potter's the best. Harry Potter, uh, you know, gets everything he deserves was the very ending when they were giving out points. Yeah. Mm, right, yeah. right. Because, and you'll probably remember this, James. <laughs> it feels like at the end of Mario Party. Yep. <laughs> where you have all the stars. Right. And then they give out all these random bonus stars <laughs> yes. for nonsense things. It's and then you end up losing. <laughs> Feel good. The one who gathered most coins, the most who walks the most spaces. Who cares? I have the most stars. <laughs> who pushed the button that's, the most times? That's what it felt like. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. I forgot about that. Oh. That's funny. It's a good comparison. It, it really, that's all it made me think of. I was like, of course they're going to win. Of course they're going to win. Now you guys uh, 50 more points. Oh, 10 more points. Oh. <laughs> now, if you're not, if I'm not mistaken, you guys, both of you have not watched the whole franchise, right? No, not the whole thing. Okay, so the second one is basically on par with the first, maybe even a little worse. Um, it's just the director, Chris Columbus. Like, he's just makes his cheesy family movies. But Alfonso Cuaron, you know, the director of Gravity and Roma and and even of children of men like he directs the third movie and sets the pace and all and all the other directors copy his pace and the from the third one on it's much better um it it, the style changes it's not as campy um so if you make it past the second one or even just skip the second one i don't care but uh check the third one out and then if you at that point if you don't want to keep watching that's fine but i like it gets it gets better there significantly uh lucy this makes me want to give it a chance now i think lucy's watched them all but she doesn't know it is harry potter she calls it boy with glasses (laughs) 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 which i love (laughs) that is awesome because people ask her all the time you seen you like harry potter no i don't know what that is yeah (laughs) it's kind of jacked up but you know um that's what we did with our our daughters We, we we taught them that door the explorer was baby jasmine (laughs) <laughs> and then nobody knew they liked Dora the Explorer. <laughs> I wish, I wish you out in podcast world, all ten of you listening to this, could have seen Robert's face just then, just the the yeah. disappointed <laughs> nodding of, like, I'm not nodding, but the shaking. Baby Jasmine. That's what she, she would be at the store, and she she'd see Dora the Explorer, and she'd be like, "Ooh, baby Jasmine," and people would be like, "What? That's not baby. Who's Jasmine?" <laughs> Oh it was gosh. good. It was so good. I loved it. <laughs> was it? It was. Wow. It was so fun. 
<laughs> all right. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'll do the last one. Okay. Uh, I might have mentioned this recently because it's been a recent one. Um, I might have mentioned on the past show, but I rewatched Social Network. Oh, um, right. Yeah. I liked it back when it came out, but I liked it more this time. It's just so well written, so well acted, well directed. I mean, every, every part of it. It's just. It's just a solid film. Start <laughs> to finish. That's all I gotta say. That's about all you gotta that. say. <laughs> That's, cool. That's a good one. That's one That's I can cool. always rewatch. I just try to put it out of my head, like what Facebook has become now since yeah, that movie. I, yeah. Yeah. That's the only qualm that I have. Is it's it's a time capsule of what Facebook was, not what they are now. Right. Pretty interesting. True. Yeah. yeah so we'll James, you got another one? Yeah. So. This is another movie that I actually haven't seen since it like came out. And I can't remember if we just saw it once in theaters or if I rented it. I'm not sure, but <clears throat> the mask. So I showed I showed my kids this and they were completely freaked out. And um <laughs> my daughter, my oldest, uh she's always pointing out whether graphics look good or if effects look good or not. And yeah. the mask, I have to say, they did a good job on the um, the special effects. I know some of it was uh, that you know that foam; it's not computerized. But but even the the dog scene where he beca- he has the face of the mask. I don't know if it's animated or if it's CGI. I can't remember, but it does yeah. look pretty dang good. And then the animation scenes when he pulls out his guns, they look uh-huh. solid. I mean, they they still look good. Um, and I don't know that it's been remastered or anything, but yeah, it was still a great movie. The kids stayed for the whole thing, and I, I still found it to be fun. And you know, I forgot Cameron Diaz was in it. How weird is that? <laughs> movie, like her first movie. I know. I just forgot it was her. For some reason, I thought Charlie Angels was her first, or no, something about Mary. I thought that was her first film. Oh no, this was like four years before that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So yeah, still uh, a good movie, man. Do you know she retired from acting? Yeah. I heard that. I mean, no one's weeping over it, but no, no. I think it was a good yeah, choice. She had a movie in six years. I respect her for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good for her. She was not doing the greatest roles. No. <laughs> like no. the other woman and whatever junk before that. So it's better to just kind of wean off of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. See, now that's one I want to rewatch because it's been twenty years at least since I've seen The Mask. Right. Yeah, I, I only watched it once back when it first came out that's one i could definitely recommend i also rewatched like pretty in pink fast times at ridgemont high never um, seen that they were all they were both good both still good um also um stay tuned do you guys remember stay tuned did you ever see that oh one? i never yeah. watched it, but i know what you're talking about very good actually that's one that um i liked it a lot and i saw it once when i was a kid but i didn't remember the name of it and i've been looking for this movie forever and it just happened to be on one of the channels. I think it was AMC. And I, I, I was like, oh, yeah. So I, I uh, watched it from the beginning because I caught it in the middle. It was so good. And then, I have never heard of that. And then I rewatched Almost Heroes with Chris Farley. Never saw that one. Um, I thought it was good. It, it's not. But there's one, great, <laughs> there's one great story in there that I just love. It just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> And, and it's worth that scene. And once he tells that story, just shut up. <laughs> Gosh, I remember seeing that as a kid. And I'm just like, no, nope, not interested. <laughs> like, I, I caught a couple minutes on TV. I was like, no, I don't care. <clears throat> the worst with multiple viewings. Oh, no. Let's hear it, man. <laughs> but I'll, I'll make it easy. These two are, are very similar. And they've gotten worse for 
pretty much the same reasons. X Men Two and oh. Sam Raimi Spider Man. Oh my god! They have not aged well. Yeah. Oh. And it's the it's the special effects in Spider Man that that ruins it for me. It's the off kilter story slash acting for X Men Two. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm not on board with. I never really noticed it when I was a kid because I really liked it uh, when it first came out. But like, it's kind of a mess of a story, and some <laughs> of the acting is like laughably bad in X Men Two. I really feel like that one was fast tracked after the first one did so well. Well, I feel like the first one has aged even worse than the second one for X Men. But yeah, I mean, but you have to, you know, one thing you think about is this Sam Raimi and and Spider Man and the X Men stuff changed the face of superhero movies you know before that they were just kind of like a lot campier yeah uh, absolutely. so they kind of helped set the tone but they were also they didn't really know what they were doing which is yeah. pretty clear yeah <laughs> and just re-watching it when you have nowadays when you have all these other superhero movies all these other comic book movies to compare them to yeah it just makes me wonder why am i watching this why why do uh, i care because you have to I mean, you have to be a huge fan to overlook a lot of things that just don't hold up. Yeah. That's my call with them. Yeah, so James, what were you saying about the what's coming up? Oh, yeah, so uh, what what's coming up? I mean, we got we already have it is the uh, second season of the Umbrella Academy, which has been so far pretty good. It's got it's got like this back to the future theme to it and like a few Easter eggs that, and that they nod their heads to, which I really appreciate so far. Um, stories definitely, um, it's definitely perfect for right now, which is interesting. It, I don't know how you'll see. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. so far I'm really digging it. So I encourage you guys to watch that. And then we got what the boys coming out soon or is it already out? I can't. Oh really uh, yeah. The boys comes out in September. So, oh, is it that far? Oh shoot. I thought yeah. it was sooner. I mean, that's a month away, but. Um, I'm yeah. looking forward to well, that. Well, they're going to have, I don't know if it's coming out the same week or whatever, but they're going to have a short film explaining what's happened between the two seasons. Oh, really? Specific, specifically with Carl Urban's character. Oh, okay. Oh, so, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Check so look, keep an eye out for that. Which, by the way, I just saw they announced this week, or Carl Urban announced this week, that he was one of the stormtroopers in Rise of the Skywalker. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, That's so cool that they do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another thing coming out that I'm interested in because we still don't have movie theaters, right. um, but uh, Lovecraft Country I think looks interesting on HBO. Oh yeah, uh, that'll be cool. Uh, uh, I'm not fully sure if it's going to be cool, but I, I'm interested enough to check it out. So I'm sure it'll be cool. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting for an American pickle. An American. Pickle. Pickle. Seth Rogen. That? Seth oh, Rogen movie. Seth Rogen. I, oh, yeah, yeah. When's that coming out? Uh, in a couple weeks here. Yeah, a couple weeks. I haven't, even, I haven't seen any previews on it or anything. Does it look good? Uh, I don't even know if I've seen the trailer yet, but it's just a silly story about Seth Rogen getting uh, in the 90s or 30s. A, yeah, he falls into a, a big vat of like pickle juice, whatever, oh, and he gets preserved for 100 years. Oh, and then no. he shows up in modern day New York and he meets his like like great grandson or something like that. And it's yeah. so both played by Seth Rogen. Oh weird. It's weird. not so I did watch the trailer. It's not written by Seth Rogen, so it doesn't necessarily have that feel. And it's definitely the trailer gives it off as 
it's got more heart than I thought it would. Okay. Um, I thought it would be a little funnier. Uh, it definitely is a comedy, but it's like it definitely has a lot more heart than I expected at all. Wow. Okay. So it sounds. I mean, I mean sounds interesting. Yeah. So I'll yeah. have to give it a shot and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm done, guys. I don't have anything else. <laughs> the only thing I'm saying is Westworld sucks now. It does. <laughs> uh, you, they had me in the first episode. Second episode made me want to just kill off the whole series completely. <laughs> I, I do not care. War World. Did you Game of Thrones watch, World? Did you watch the whole season? No, I stopped there. Okay. I stopped yeah. on the second episode. Are you, gonna, are you gonna watch any more after that? I really don't want to. Yeah. You can, you can <laughs> skip to the episode where the Men in Black fights. Uh, with wrestles with his demons. We'll just say that. I don't want to give it away. <laughs> well, I give it away. He's not going to watch it. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, the man in black. Yeah. I, thought you, I thought you were saying men in black. I'm like, they're putting them in this now, too. There's <laughs> a men in black world. I thought he said the man in black. But anyway, like, yeah, there, there's a cool scene with him fighting with himself. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's like the third or fourth, ep- I guess the fourth episode. It, it It's real slow until then and then all of a sudden there's some some shifts in the story that were kind of surprising that were that made it better but yeah i could i mean i think you could listen to our show from it and we yeah. were talking about how much we wouldn't like it <laughs> yeah there was a couple parts where we said oh yeah robert's gonna- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold i hate it <laughs> yeah i mean I still really liked season two. I can understand your complaints, but this one definitely, I still liked it, but not nearly as much. It definitely has dropped for me, um, yeah. but I'm going to keep watching it because I still enjoy it. It's just, it's not as good. And, I, and one of the things that I loved about Westworld was the Western part, like the yeah. sci-fi Western, you yeah. know, and you just lose that completely. Um, and that, I, mean, I don't know how they can keep doing it because with where they're trying to move the story, but. Yeah, you're right. That element did add quite a bit of fun to the to the to the world, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. See, I was just hoping that season three would get back to it, but because that's what made me interested in the show in the first place. Yeah, this whole western aesthetic, and it's just it's all gone. It feels like a knockoff of Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. And then still inside the park, there's dumb things happening. So yeah, I just I I don't know why I would keep watching. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, totally get it, man. All right. So I got to find something else to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been attacking some the HBO Now, like, movies, some older movies, some some classics. Yeah, there's just a whole list of stuff I want to check out. And um, it's nice. Like, their selection isn't your, your cookie-cutter selection. It's all over the place. So, because you got, like, Turner Classic movies on there and yeah. – so I'm trying to watch things I've never seen before that are considered just, you know, absolute classics. Like I never watched the original King Kong. I'd like to give that a shot. So stuff like that. But we'll mm-hmm. see. I want to check out Motherless Brooklyn. That's on there now. You guys see that? Edward Norton? No, I haven't. I don't think I've seen it either. So he wrote and directed it. He's been working on it for like 10 plus years. Uh, but it came out in the fall. It's like a, like a film noir type thing. And it's got him... Willem Dafoe, Bruce Willis, I don't remember who else. But it looks interesting. So, give that a shot. Sweet, yeah. check it out. All right, that's all I got. Cool. I guess that concludes this episode of Nerding Daily. Um, hopefully we have something cool to talk about next time. Oh, we will, absolutely. We'll all binge the Umbrella Academy, 